Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show here on the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to your children, your family, and your community. And uh, we've got a really um, an amazing show today. I'm going to be talking about my firsthand experience of being in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And as uh, I think most of America and pretty much a lot of the the entire globe was really focused on what was going to happen this last Wednesday. And uh, it was an important day because uh, we had our elections for president back on November 3rd, and we witnessed a huge amount, a breathtaking amount, a overwhelming amount of fraud that took place in at least seven states and possibly more. But the seven states that uh, we were, uh, or they were most focused on were uh, the swing states, which you all I'm sure are familiar with, which, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and, uh, and a couple of other states as well beyond that. But the main focus was those particular states and those particular electors that would have been assigned based on the popular vote in those states. And leading up to January 6th, of course, uh, there was a push to just wait 10 days and allow independent people to go in and look for the fraud. Right now, that has been restricted. The states have just uh, different uh different groups of people in the states have not allowed independent outside investigation of the fraud. And so it still has not been um, uh, cleared up one way or the other. And honestly, if you have nothing to hide, why wouldn't you just open the door, open your books, open your the, the, the voter list, whatever you need, because you have nothing to hide. It's only when you're um, trying to deceive and and uh, get away with something that you would want to conceal something. And so um, knowing how important January 6th was and knowing that many of our congressional delegates, even here in Utah, were not willing to just wait 10 days for the votes to be validated. And hey, if the president ends up with egg on his face, so be it. If there's no fraud, happy day. We have a, a valid election. We have a new president, and we can all get behind that. But if there is fraud, you want that expo- exposed because going forward, if you don't expose that bad, um, negative, um, evil, illegal behavior, the tendency is that will continue. I don't know too many people that stop their criminal crime spree because they got away with it. If you have anything that tells me different, let me know. But pretty much most people that get away with criminal activity continue committing criminal activity. And so when you're um, uh, 
committing illegal behavior, voter fraud is a crime. And it's illegal and it's actually uh, would be fall under treason because it destroys the liberty and the sanctity of your um, your freedom. And so it's super, super important that voter integrity uh, at the at every level, at registration, at the ballot booth, when it's being counted, all of it is should be nothing but um, pristine and clean and open and transparent. None of that has happened. And I can personally witness it. I actually went to Nevada after the election and knocked on doors and did some investigative work to follow up on the mail-in ballots that looked suspicious, meaning they had been kicked out in the primary in Nevada, but then suddenly in the general election, those ballots went through and were counted. And so uh, there was about 10,000 of those ballots and many of us went down to Nevada. And yes, we found dead people that had voted. We found people that had registered in a parking lot where nobody lived. We found people that no longer lived at an address. There was a huge amount of voter fraud just in that one little aspect. So based on knowing uh, my personal experience on knowing that the voter fraud did exist, uh, I felt it was very important that I get myself into D.C. so that I could be at the Capitol and let my legislators know that I was there to support a fair election. Okay. It wasn't about just the president. It is about our republic. And if we can't have a fair election where the voice of the people are truly is truly heard, then we are in danger of becoming just like any other um, banana republic country that we see in South America. I mean, do you honestly think that people in Venezuela have voted in their dictator every single year because life is so good for them? No, it's voter fraud. And it's interesting because the same machine that that managed to get um, the Venezuelan president elected is the same machine that we have here in Utah. The Dominion machine is used in Salt Lake County, I know for sure, uh, not positive in Utah County. So it's very important that um, we stay engaged and make our elected officials accountable. And so that is why I had chosen to go out to, to D.C., I was told in advance that um, D.C. is not the safest place to go, and especially if you're um, supporting the president, it's very unsafe to go. And I was traveling with just another girlfriend, and so um, we were told by, uh, I have a friend that lives in uh, D.C. that and others that it's important that you travel around in big groups, don't wear anything Trump, don't wear anything red, white, and blue. And this is in Washington, D.C., the the seat of our government, you cannot have free speech if you want to be safe. That's a pretty sad narrative that we have in our country right now. And so um, we went out knowing that was the case. And so um, we didn't wear anything that was uh, going to identify us as Trump people uh, on those days when on Tuesday and Thursday when we were there. But the other thing that happened is the mayor, who is um, very um, socialistic minded, uh, she shut down all the restaurants under the auspice of COVID. But she happened to, to make it happen right when 
a huge amount of people were coming into her city. And it's, it's really sad because when I was there on uh, Tuesday, when I arrived, we walked around in Washington, D.C. I was in the metro Washington, D.C. area, and it looked like a ghost town. And it looked like it had been boarded up because they were anticipating violence from um, Antifa and BLM, depending on what happened with the outcome of the election. And, and that's still in question, um, uh, at least in some form or fashion, we don't know what's going to happen. Our president um, at this point has not actually conceded, but he's promised a peaceful transfer of power, whatever that will look like. But it was sad to see the devastation of, of business in the D.C. area. And so um, we could not eat in a restaurant. We brought a lot of our own food and ended up eating in our hotel room. Even our hotel itself did not have a restaurant. So you could not go out and eat in D.C. during this time that we were there. Uh, we um, During the daytime, we managed to go down to the BLM Plaza. So isn't that interesting that Washington, D.C. is so friendly to the BLM movement and Antifa that they have a plaza that's designated just for them, just for BLM. It's called BLM Plaza, and we were warned to stay away, especially at night. It gets very violent, and you wouldn't be safe. And it's right in front of the AFL-CIU building, which, again, kind of uh, goes hand-in-hand with the philosophies of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, We saw a lot of businesses that were flying flags, a lot of churches, which was really um, very disappointing, but a lot of churches that bought into the the BLM uh, movement and uh, perhaps naively don't understand that they are anti-family, anti-God, anti-America. But uh, that was the city when we got in there. We knew it was not friendly towards the president or towards liberty, and uh, we were really the outsiders coming into their territory. Um, I'm going to be sharing more, of course, because Wednesday was the big day, and uh, um, we've got um, a break coming up here shortly. But I wanted to set the stage so that you could understand what um, the circumstances were with us going into D.C. And uh, stay with us. We're going to be back here in just a few minutes after this short commercial break on the Liberty Mom Show. Recently, John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energized Health were guests on my show, sharing their breakthrough science of intercellular hydration. The results? People lose fat fast while still being able to eat many of the foods they love. You can too. Plus, supercharge your energy, boost your immune system, and dramatically increase your brain function. You'll look and feel years younger. It's all simple and natural without painful exercise. How do I know? Because I'm about a third of the way through my 88 days on the program, and I've already lost 25 pounds of fat. I'm now getting hydrated. 
refrigerated at the cellular level. But don't just take my word for it. Go to EnergizedHealth.com and check out hundreds of amazing testimonials right now for the first time ever. Energized Health is offering a buy one, get one free special. Take advantage of this life-changing opportunity for you and someone you love. Buy one, get one free. Call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. Or go to EnergizedHealth.com. Two for one. That's EnergizedHealth.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. If you are a timeshare owner, getting out is probably a top priority. And now that the annual maintenance fees are right around the corner, this ongoing burden and expense is at the top of your list. Let us do for you what we have done for thousands of others. Our process is done legally, ethically, and quickly. Don't let another day go by with maintenance fees taking your hard-earned money. Give us a call for a no-obligation consultation at 844-284-4863 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back. It's the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball is hosting today, and I'm giving a brief report on uh, what happened on the ground in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I set the, the context for it in the first segment, and, and now I want to really share what, what took place on Wednesday morning. So um, we had pre-registered for an event, a rally, March for Trump, that was held at the Ellipse, which is just, uh, oh gosh, I don't know the direction, but it's not very far from the White House. It's on the National Mall near the uh, Washington Monument. And we arrived at seven, but we know patriots on the news. They had reported that people were sleeping out, camping out 1030 that night to be in line, first in line to get into the rally. And uh, you have to understand that the temperatures there in D.C. were extremely cold. This was not necessarily the most pleasant um, atmosphere to be standing in. Um, Thankfully, there was no rain. There was no snow. So we were grateful for that. But it was a cloudy day and high humidity and um, temperatures in the 30s. And so um, most of uh, uh, all of us stood outside in the cold, waited for a long time. The rally started at nine o'clock. And I'm telling you. The spirit, the energy, the feeling, the people, it was such 
an amazing, it, it was like being at church, to be honest. Um, there were prayers, there were songs that were being sung. And in the beginning, when they gave the pledge and when they gave the opening prayer and um, had to sing the Star Spangled Banner, I was sobbing. The spirit was so strong to sing on that sacred ground of the Washington National Monument, that, that monument there for the honor of our first American president, the father of our country, as I was taught as a youth when I was going to school, and to be there defending that very country that he risked his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor to give to us. And I'm telling you, it was very powerful. And uh, so many like-minded people. And uh, my friend that's going to be joining us later in the show, uh, Julian Jackson, has lived, who lives there, uh, she said that was the biggest um, crowd that they had ever seen. So um, I'm there was close to, if not at least a million people at that site. And to have all those like-minded people and the speakers that were there um, to um, share the truth. Um, so much of the truth has been uh, uh, omitted, of course. We know it's been canceled through the media, through the tech world. And so um, it was just gathering together and, and calling upon God to um, help us with what we needed to do to secure our liberty. We need to make sure that our republic stays intact and, and free and fair and legitimate elections are a key component to that. So it was close to noon before we heard from President Trump, and he came out and um, did not incite anyone to um, violence in any form or fashion. That is pure fabrication. But he did um, lay out the fraud that had taken place in the election and in the most recent election that happened Tuesday night. We had um, all of that was laid out because both of those seats had the same uh, pattern in the Dominion voting machines that had happened on November 3rd. And so um, he spoke to us and then the plan was to go to another rally at the Capitol that would, um, would have other speakers and would be more of the same. And so we left that and made our way to the Capitol probably around um, one o'clock. 1.30, we were making our way to the Capitol. And uh, it was interesting because I left a, a feeling of, uh, of spirit, of truth, there on the grounds of the, of the Washington Monument. And as I walked towards the Capitol and approached the Capitol, I could feel a shift of energy, and it was very negative, and it was very dark, very dark negative energy. And I approached from the west side, which is where the inauguration platform is, and it had already been, um, people had already shown up, but what I didn't know earlier is um, some of the agitators that were planning on our attendance had started removing some of the sign, uh, the fences that were around the perimeter of the, of the, of the uh, Capitol, and that was to keep the grass uh, people off the grass and, and whatnot. But but it's not that you couldn't be on the grass. It's just that they had removed that fence. And again, that wasn't Trump people. That were that was people that were there waiting for us to arrive. And so um, what I noticed differently were um, 
There were guys in gas masks. There were men wearing helmets with shields. None of that was at the early morning rally. Um, there were men with blow horns that were trying to get people to move into certain areas on the on the grass uh, the grass area and up onto the platform. So they were shouting out instructions. And and again, when I've been any of the reg- regular rallies, there is a platform for a speaker. There is security. There is um, uh, it's organized, and this was very chaotic. And it was just hurry, rush up, get up on the platform. And they were just trying to push people forward. And being a journalist as I am, as a Liberty mom, Delane and I just did move a little bit forward just to watch and see what was happening. But we were still in the grass area and ended up, unfortunately, being tear gassed. Um, we didn't get the word that they this type of violence was going to happen. And so uh, Delane and I ended up getting tear gassed. I ended up also having a projectile water bottle thrown and hit me. And again, that's behavior I've never witnessed. I was at the inauguration in 2016. I have been at numerous rallies um, for Trump here in Utah. I've been at other rallies for um, uh, to help businesses through this COVID. There's never been that negative um, uh, type of behavior. And so um, I... I, I knew immediately that there were some bad actors and I, I saw them in the crowd and we had been told on the front end that to be careful that not everyone wearing a MAGA hat or a Trump hat or with a, a flag was a Trump supporter that Antifa and BLM had uh, been talking on social media and saying that they were now going to be wearing those kind of um, uh, those kind of um, attire to blend in and to frame us, basically, to frame the patriots. And so um, what we witnessed there on on the hill of the Capitol in the backside was um, other bad actors that were trying to incite the violence. Now, simultaneously, I was unaware of what happened on the east side, and unfortunately, that is where some did breach and break in. But I have to tell you, in the middle of all the chaos, I turned around and right next to me was a group of Marine um, men who had gotten on their knees and were praying to God during all that chaos. Another man, I have an image of a man kneeling on the steps with an American flag on his back, praying. And so that's the Trump people. They are turning to God to um, for answers and for help. And I, it was so beautiful to see these men so humbled. And those are the types of people that I associated with in the early morning part of the hours. And so um, I, I hope that none of you will look at the mainstream media and thinking that that is the lens of truth, because it is not. Um, this was very coordinated. Um, there were um, bad actors that were planning on using the crowd and uh, setting us up to make it look like we were the ones that were creating all that chaos, and that was not the case. In the next segment, my friend Julian Jackson is going to be joining us. She is with the um, Moms for America. She was there in D.C. with me, and she's got a different perspective that she's going to share. So stay with us here on the Liberty Mom Show.
Welcome to the Liberty Mom Show. This is Chris Kimball. Thank you for staying with us. And uh, the Liberty Mom Show is where uh, moms talk about what they need to be doing to defend their family and their children. And Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their family, and their community. And in this segment, I'm really honored and excited to have um, one of the original, the other original, Julene <laughs> Jackson joined me because, gosh, it was back in, I think, 2015 when we started the Liberty Mom show yeah. on the Liberty lineup back on KTOC Media. And then Julene ended up making a move to D.C. because of family and and uh, life changes with her. And and she, she stayed there. And so she's kind of in the thick of anything that's happening Ooh. in that uh, dark culture of D.C. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, feeling right now. Oh, Chris, it feels so natural to be here with you. I mean, I had such fun doing that radio show. Uh, and now you've, we've morphed, you've evolved into the podcast. But so, yeah. so happy to be here. Yeah. So, Jolene, I think, can bring a different perspective. She is... It, she's very involved. She is a Liberty Mama there in D.C. She's uh, a vice president of a national organization called Moms for America, which is a, a, an important um, organization because it teaches um, mamas the liberty, the principles of liberty, mm-hmm. and, um, and then turns around and helps them teach others. So it's a growing, germane um, effort to teach liberty across United States. You got it. On Tuesday, her organization, Moms for America, had a a rally the day before. And so I joined her. Um, She invited us out, said, come on out. And I said, all right. (laughs) I'd love to hear Julene speak. And so um, (laughs) Julene was there, of course, and uh, had organized that with Kimberly Fletcher. And it was fantastic. I mean, some amazing women, new congresswomen, and even your particular rally got attacked by the media. Can you explain why? Yes, uh, the newly elected congresswoman Miller from Illinois. She spoke right after me, so she and I sat right next to each other uh, as we were waiting our turn to speak. And she talked about the one thing that Hitler got right was he knew that if he could break the bond of a child between the child and the parent and get the child so busy uh, involved with youth activities and organizations that the loyalty uh, to the parent would be lessened and the loyalty to the entity or the state or the system would be increased. And so, you know, somewhere out there in the media, and I know that quote that she used, I've used it many times when I had taught lessons at online cottage meetings and so forth. But for some reason that got picked up by the, you know, someone mainstream in the media and was so terribly offended that they used the word Hitler and him doing something right in conjunction with our children. And she actually ended up having to issue an apology for Um, that. And I just thought, bless her heart, here she's brand new to Washington, D.C. and had a baptism by fire about how (laughs) the mainstream media. Yeah, and, and, you know, the whole thing, I think I have it on, I grabbed it off of my phone, but it was taken out of context. I mean, surprise, surprise. But basically, if I can read, okay, so she said, Hitler was right about one thing. He said, he who owns the youth owns the future. She then 
said, that is why we need to teach our children the difference between good and evil so they will recognize and differentiate the evil from the good. Yeah. I mean, they didn't well, take the whole cut text. That, uh, well, and, and that's, uh, I mean, that's such a truth bound statement. But, you know, they, they stopped at the word Hitler got something right. And that was the end of that. And so, you know, it's a really treacherous road that we have to walk now as uh, women and mothers are, are defending this republic and defending their children. And you can see we're being attacked on every end. And uh, that's okay, though. I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in a war here. And the battle, why would the battle not get messy and we would get bloodied and beat up and bruised from time to time? And she, she took a beating. And even Moms for America, we got all kind of hate messages and mail and so forth uh, because of oh. that. And, and so I'm just I, like, yeah. our, armor up, mamas and grandmas. It's not going to get any easier moving forward. It's not going to get easier, but it's super important. And, and and here's what I see that is almost more damaging than the left, is that the right gets sucked into it, and they believe, oh. they believe it. They just sit there at face value. And part of it is because of, you know, not to malign, but there there's an ignorance of what liberty is to them. They don't know. They, well, they've and- been... And everyone is so afraid of offending anyone that they're, the message, they're, they're just becoming neutralized, you know, they're becoming like muzzled. And so kind of, you know, we won't get into it, but the Black Lives Matter movement also out in Washington, D.C., you know, you just kind of have to go along with it or else you're labeled a, a hater, a racist, a white supremacist. And I'm married to a black man and I will still, you know, I, I have five black children. But and even my children who are black, if they had let anyone know within their peer group that they voted for Trump, they would have been invited to leave their group. And, and these girls are, are girls of color. And so this, this shame cancel culture that, you know, we're having to raise our kids in to be warriors to stand for truth is going to take some real spine and backbone. It really, it really is. You're starting to see it. And so, you know, we all, we've always talked about how our founding fathers sacrificed their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. We're in the sacred honor mode. When you come out and try to speak truth, you're attacked. Right. Every is throwing everything at you to make you be quiet. It's yes. difficult. It's, it's a very big challenge. And you're right. We have to we have to grow the courage to do it. Yeah, right. And so if true. there we do have so many numbers, Julian. I mean, I on the day after election when I found out seventy close to seventy five million at least at least at this point had actually ignored all the crap that had been thrown at us in the media. It gave me hope. I was like, wow. 75 million people still? I, I'm telling you, Chris. I, so in the last three months, I've probably attended about six uh, rallies, pro-Trump rallies, Stop the Steal rallies, and they're just packed. Thousands of people, some of them, tens of thousands. Uh, one in December, I think there was a million people, and it was so inspiring to me to see how many people love America. They love this country. They love their families. They love their freedoms and liberty, and they understand freedom isn't free. And if they don't stand up and get on that wall and raise their voice, we're going to lose this republic. 
And it just, it, it made me so happy to know that I, I'm, it's not just me. I'm not just the crazy one here. Living in Washington, D.C., sometimes it's, it's easy to think, am I the only one that thinks something's a little off here, you know? Because it seems like everyone is just going along hook, line, and sinker, drinking the Kool-Aid and, you know, not asking any questions kind of thing. So it, it was so uh, wonderful to be at some of these rallies and, and we can talk about any of them that you want, but uh, it did, it, it, it made me happy as well. Well, that, that helps me segue because you've been to numerous Trump rallies and, uh, and of course you were there yesterday. You were there, mm-hmm. uh, you actually had some really nice seats yesterday for the morning rally. Hey, it, it pays Those, to be a Moms for America. I know, I'm going to be joining up. I'm like, whoa, what's with this? I'm clear back here by the monument. But uh, yeah. we no, did have we, a lot of body heat back there. I mean, that helped me stay. I, I know, I, I mean, it was, it was a good crowd. Well, you know, where we were, it was a pretty good crowd too, but it was, it was a cold day. I mean, you had to really have loved Liberty to- You to, had to love Liberty to be out there for eight hours like we were. Well, cause we all showed up about seven o'clock and the program didn't really get started till nine. And I think President Trump didn't come out to 1130. So, you know, just, and then the walk up to the mall. So we were all ice cubes by the time we got back to our homes and hotels, but it was worth it. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you, and I know we're going to, I'll, I'll watch because I know we're going to be switching to a, a, a break here um, in a minute, but could you tell a difference? I, I talked earlier about how I could feel the energy shifting and it went from this real positive, sacred, feel good to negative vibes coming off the Capitol. Could you feel that? Yeah. Well, you know, it was an interesting crowd because I got off the Metro at 7 a.m. and I could just tell there was just a swarm of people at like 6.50 in the morning and they came from all walks of life and they looked like America. They were all different colors, all different socioeconomics and and, you know, we are all we all feel like justice has not been served, that this election has been stolen, that there's been corruption and manipulation and that the media and the press and, you know, the Democrats are just trying to silence it. So I could sense, you know, the other uh, rallies and so forth that I've been to. Julie, so I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Yeah. Go to our break and then we'll continue with what Great. what we're doing right here on the Liberty Mom show. Thank you. OK. have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents.
Designs. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800 800- 500 8384 relieffactor.com. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball, we've been uh, discussing the most current, uh, probably uh, biggest event, maybe in our liberty, in in the liberty of our nation in modern times. Um, And I've been talking here with Julian Jackson, who um, lives in D.C., and we're hearing her, um, what she experienced on uh, January 6th. And she's talking about um, being at the rally in the morning and, the energy and the excitement of the crowd that she saw there. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it was, it was so, we were actually six rows from the front of the stage where president Trump (laughs) spoke at and it was, uh, what was really heartwarming to me, you know, I didn't vote for him in 2016 because I just didn't know where his core values and convictions were. But over the course of four years, he's proven to me that he's a man that loves God. He loves his family. He loves his country. And uh, before he spoke, his his son came out and spoke, his daughter-in-law, and then uh, Don Jr.'s Kimberly. And then Don Jr. spoke and, you know, they've been right by his side every step of the way, which says so much about a man whose closest confidants are his children. 
and there they were again. I mean, the, he, they are just fighting for their life and for this country and for that presidency. And there they were. Then President Trump came out and he spoke for about an hour and a half. And I have I went to one of his rallies uh, a few days before the election and in Pennsylvania, and it was his third rally of the day. And he speaks for like an hour and a half. And you would have thought he was fresh the first more first rally of the day but it was 4 p.m he spoke for an hour and a half he was so sharp you can just feel it in his bones he's done everything and will continue to fight for this country then he got in marine one and he was back to dc and and swore in amy coney barrett i mean the energy uh, and that he has is, is just astounding for a 74 year old man so he spoke again on Wednesday, and it's very clear that he is a fighter, and he knows that that uh, the deep state is real, and he knows that you know the republic is at stake here, and he, if he has to, he's going to go down fighting. So I, you know, the media is so spun this. He incited us to violence. I mean, I, I, I was six feet away from him i didn't i never felt anything he said would cause me to want to go and break windows and loot and burn and steal i mean i saw a lot of that kind of behavior this summer in washington dc you know so this selective outrage that the media is showing is exactly. really something because you know they made it sound like he incited us to violence as we walked up to the capitol which is the that, uh, I certainly didn't feel that, you know, I, I've seen in my neighborhoods, all the stores, uh, 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 you know, boarded up and I've seen the fires and I've seen the violence on the streets. I live 15 minutes from downtown, downtown, uh, the White House. So, you know, how this was being spun in the media was so not true. And but we did. We made that walk up with a million people. Isn't that interesting? A million people. And there was not any burning uh, windows breaking. <laughs> violence. You know what, Jelaine, I looked back because I was catching a video of people walking up the street and it serendipitously a, a, a Trump person picked up garbage and put it in the garbage can in my video. That's the kind of people, oh, let's pick up the litter while we're walking on the streets of D.C. It, and, you know, those, those are Trump supporters and those are the supporters that I've seen in all of the rallies that I've gone to the last you know, a couple months. They are moms and dads. They bring their children. There are strollers. There's grandmas. There's grandpas. There are grandmas in wheelchairs. They have their T-shirts that you know say, "I, I love Jesus." I mean, they pray. Right. They sing, "God bless America" as they're walking. They all have flags as they're carrying them. I mean, they're deeply patriotic, concerned citizens. So how they were being portrayed is just such a bold lie for anyone that was there. We knew it. But, you know, Chris, you're right. As we got closer to the Capitol, there was actually supposed to be another rally with speakers, but the mood changed. You could just tell the energy changed. And to be honest with you, the last several rallies that I had attended in the last few weeks, I could tell Antifa elements were there. And uh, and they kind of weave themselves into the crowd. And you can... There's just a vibe that they give off. One one man I, I went to a rally with, uh, I think that said there was a million on December 12th. 
And this young kid, there were thousands of us, were listening to the speaker, and this young kid wove himself in, took out a pipe, and started smoking a pipe right in the middle of, you know, all these people. Oh, and we God. all looked at him, and we were like, stop and knock it off. So he slithered away. But, I mean, he was, you know, you can kind of tell, and that's the feeling I got as I got closer to the Capitol, that there were some fringe political elements here that did not love America and, and you know, were not the Trump supporters that I have gotten accustomed to the last few months of I, as I have attended these rallies and spoken at them. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I went back to the, I went back to the Capitol yesterday, and I know this hasn't been heard on the news, but while we were at the Ellipse, there were four pipe bombs that were found around the perimeter of the Capitol. One at the DNC, one um, behind the Supreme Court, the RNC, and I can't remember the location, fourth location. But I happened to um, meet up with the woman that um, it was right outside her office, and she had called Capitol Security. They'd screened it, and they had to be evacuated because it did have explosives. So that's what our little Antifa friends were planning for us um, as we were at the Ellipse. They were planting bombs. Yeah. That's the kind of element that was there. But again, that's not being talked about or is even being made aware of. No, that story and those pipe uh, bombs will get no traction in the news. Mm -hmm. You know, right. Um, So um, I was on the west side of the Capitol where the inauguration platform was. Where were you? Were you on the east side with? um, So We were on the west side and. Okay. you know, I could see, you know, people had walked all the way up to the top of the stairs, which I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because, you mm-hmm. know, that was that was never the plan for Trump for us to storm the Capitol. Right. You know, my feeling and intention was we're going to go and we're going to show we're just at, be outside. We know that Congress is in there having exactly. these votes and we just kind of want to hold their feet to the fire and let them know there's. There's hundreds of thousands of people that know that irregularities and fraud and cheating have gone in, have gone on there. We wanted to hold them accountable. Never was that in the, the plan to go storm, nope. you know, both uh, the House and the Senate and, uh, you know, resort to violence and trespassing and that kind of thing. And so we walked around to the other side because I could tell both. And my husband was there, my wonderful husband, Al. Lucky, lucky girl, having a well, man there with you, a I tall mean, man. You, you, need, you need protection sometimes yes. in the world. When you're fighting for liberty, you need protection. Right. And uh, he said, Jelini, I don't like the way this feels. And you could just feel it in the air that something mm-hmm. was off. Something was very off. And, and you know, a lot of people just kind of hung back and were just watching, you know? And uh, so we walked around to the other side where you were that faces the Supreme Court. And it was so interesting on the steps leading up to one of the chambers of the house were Capitol Police. And then right below uh, a step, there was a line of uh, older gentlemen that were looking like they were protecting the Capitol Police. It was the sweetest thing. And, uh, and I'm like, those images and pictures will never get shown as well. Right. And then I could, he- I could hear there was another group on one side singing God Bless America. But then there continued to be this, this element that looked kind of radical to me. And I'm like, this, I just had a feeling that uh, this might not end well, you know. And so we, we stayed for about a half an hour. 
And, uh, and then we left because it didn't look like anything good was going to come of it. Right. That's, that's basically, um, what, what we decided to do, um, as well. So, um, okay. I always like to, to finish up We're we're wrapping up here and, uh, Jolene, what's the solution for, for America to, um, overcome being manipulated by the media? And we've only got, so Okay. Well, you know, I get that question all the time. And I, I say it's it's got to start in the home. You have to teach your children and grandchildren that freedom comes from God, not from Washington, D.C. We don't look to D.C. to solve our problems or tell us what to do. That's why you have to study the word with your children so they have the spirit to be with them so they can discern when they are being fed untruths. You know, right. and uh, you you make family time quality high priority. So you're tight and you're close and you have influence with those kids. And then you study, you study the proper role of government. You study the Constitution. You there's online classes. Mom for America is getting ready to launch online uh, classes on the Constitution and the building Julie, of America. Julie, tell, you, tell our listeners right now, because we're off the air, tell them really quick how they can contact Moms for America. Go to momsforamerica.us. Sign up for the free online weekly classes. They're one hour. They will go for each. Uh, they will go for 16 weeks, but you can join us anytime. Perfect. And uh, those those lessons are transformative. They changed my life. They changed my community. And I've seen All the right. Thank you for joining us, Julene. It's been great hooking up with you again. Thanks so much, Chris. All right. Okay. Well-